Hi, how are you doing, lads? You all right? Very well, John. Thank you. Very well. A privilege to be on, mate. Excited. Yeah, it's great. To, it's great to have you on. And um, um, just thinking before we uh, before we came online, that um, I think it's a couple of years ago that you and I met up in in Ponty, and uh, we were talking about some of the stuff we we could potentially do together, pulling loads of different people into stuff. Yeah. Ah, the world's a different place now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we, we were dreaming big dreams over a, like a large cooked breakfast. And, uh, you know, it was that's a special, dreams, special Ponty breakfast, that was, wasn't it? That's what dreams are made of anyway, isn't it? You know, so, um, but yeah, not, you're, you're right. I mean, so much has, has, has changed. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I, I just remember kind of over a year ago, Kath and I went out to Ethiopia um, with a charity called Compassion. We've got some good friends who, who work with Compassion. And uh, just to see the work that they do out there. And it's the mm. first time that I've been, uh, you know, to, to anywhere in Africa, let alone uh, to Ethiopia, to see some of the poverty that, that's out there. Um, but, yeah, we got to engage with the projects that they were doing. We came back and we kind of felt like, you know, we've changed. We feel like this was a really significant moment. Um, and then... Pontypridd floods happened and we live in Ponty and it's never flooded, you know, in over 50, 60 years. And it just totally decimated the town centre. Lots of people's homes, um, lots of businesses closed. And um, and a few weeks after that, we had we had the pandemic. So, I mean, like lots of kind of <laughs> life changing moments really um yeah i'm mean, it, it's it's mad isn't it kind of all that's changed and, and all that's happened so what, what was um what was it like in in ponty then uh go obviously we i mean i'm, I'm up in north wales so yeah. all i know about what was happening in ponty with the floods was what i saw in the news but what was that like for community and stuff did you see much change going on at that time well, it's, I mean, Kath and I, we, we were lucky. Our our house wasn't uh, affected. We're kind of higher up on a hill. Uh, but someone in our church uh, lives on this road that runs parallel to the River Taff. And um, she was literally taking a like a video out of the bedroom window of this car just kind of floating down the road. No way. So it, it just felt like... Um, it was not really happening, you know? So it was, I think it was a sense of, yeah, th this is, am, am I dreaming? What's going on? But I think what you saw was a community just galvanize and um, yeah, just, just kind of pick up their tools, people downed tools even, and, um, and just helped those in need people that you never met. And so I think it did really bring back a sense of community that the valleys is, is known mm. for really um and i think you kind of saw the good that that can come from from community and and people so it, it did feel like a sense of you know on the one hand it was devastating and heartbreaking and people lost their homes and, and businesses and you know this real weightiness of all that's happened all that's been destroyed but on the flip side you had this beautiful heart of uh, strangers becoming neighbours was a line I wrote for uh, for for this fundraiser we did for for people's yes. homes who affected. And I think you saw that in action as well. So, yeah, heartbreaking but beautiful. And then straight after that into COVID nineteen, 
because it wasn't many months, was it, or or weeks, maybe even. I think yeah, probably like two. I think three weeks after. I think we kind of we went down into lockdown or something. So um, yeah, I mean, I think people was were barely catching their breath after the flood, and then and then COVID uh, it kind of hit. I mean, it's interesting. Like we, Kath and I went out to Ethiopia um, when it was kind of on. It wasn't really on your radar. It was kind of happening, but it was elsewhere. Mm. Uh, so you just didn't feel like it was affecting you personally but um yeah i mean matter of weeks everything changed didn't it so um yeah i mean it's it's been it's been crazy it has and i think we're all we're all trying to kind of get used to this new normal aren't we yeah we are it's it's just um i I say to my wife like it's every time you think you've got your head around it it just feels like it changes all over again doesn't it and um and I, and I think it's just uh, not seeing not seeing some friends, family members for over. I mean, I've I've never been in a situation where I've not seen people for like over a year or. And but it's getting it's getting to that stage now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think I mean we were reflecting on it a little earlier, weren't we? Just uh, the importance of community. I think mm. I think a lot of us have just realised. I, I think on the one hand, just really grateful for the small things. I think that's what I've kind of learned um, and the things you take for granted. Mm. So, you know, just literally going around a friend's house or, or seeing, yeah, seeing a member of your family, you don't, you don't think twice, do you? But, um, but yeah, I think when eventually this lifts and we're able to have these restrictions eased, I think we're going to appreciate that so much more, aren't we? Yeah, I think we are, and and I, I I don't know about you, but I I'm starting to feel like there's a few shards of hope now that you you got the vaccine rolling out now, haven't you? And and so and and like last Friday, my wife gets the vaccine, so she's had her first vaccine, and that means yeah. that you you start to feel like is 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 the offer there now for life to get back to normal. Um, I, but I don't even know what that new normal is going to look like. Is it? Is I mean, are we going to go back to what we were pre-COVID nineteen, um, or or is it going to look different? I mean, I don't know if you've got any ideas on that. But yeah, I think it's a great question, isn't it? I think. I mean, obviously, the world has, has changed, and I think you know we are going to be in a totally different space going forward. Um, so there is no going back is there to, to what it was before. It, it's impossible. Um, you know, we, we're going to see everything through the lens of, of COVID. Was it pre or post COVID? You know, like, I think that's how we're going to, that, that's how we're going to see and kind of frame, yeah, the, the, the world and, and our times from now on. Um, but I think, I think there's elements of this time that, can certainly be helpful. It's not a case of pressing the reset button. Is I think Mm. that's the danger is that we kind of go, okay, that was for a season, press reset, let's go back to how it was. Because I think lots of opportunity, lots of, I think there's been lots of opportunity for good that's come out of this time. I think it's given us a space to reflect on what is most important. It's given us time to be with, you know, if we've got family in our bubble, 
um, to just dig into those relationships. And, um, you know, for me, I'm really grateful for that with, with Kath, my wife, mm. you know, to have that time with her, to be able to build on our friendship that, that much more rather than sometimes you feel like you're passing ships and you're thinking about the next project and the next project and the next project. But I think from a Christian perspective, um, the challenge for me is to find my worth in, in Christ, not in what I do. Um, because, you know, when the, I was going to be performing a big church day out um, last May and, uh, and they get like 20, 25,000 audience. And I was going to, I was going to do like a main stage poem and I was really excited about it. And then when that got cut, I don't think I realized how much value I put in that or how much value I take from that for myself until right. it was gone. And I think, I think that's the challenge is, is that we keep reframing Jesus as, as number one. Um, yeah. And then I think moving forward, I think we're more digitally, you know, literate than we've ever been, haven't we? As, as a society and, you know, the church, the ch I, I, can't, I can't believe how many churches have stepped up and done Zooms, Facebook Lives. You know, everyone's become an instant presenter, producer overnight, haven't they? Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it's crazy reflecting on it all. But I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see us press the reset button. And I think as a church... I think we need to take lessons from what we've learned and move forward. And so I think there's going to be some kind of hybrid. Yeah. And, and I think, I think particularly with the church, it's kind of, you, you can't now imagine um, it, like a, a, just being in buildings on a Sunday morning ever oh, again. Can oh. you, it's, it's not ever, I don't think it's ever going back to that. I think that that will happen, but I think it's always going to be online as well yeah. we can't just walk away from all of that can we and it's it's kind of like at, C, at cvm cymru it's like you, you talk about everyone becoming like an instant presenter i mean i spend i spend far more of my time now sat in front of a laptop than i ever did before and and i you know i've never stood in front of on a, on a platform in front of thousands of people like you're saying with the big church day out but mm. But it doesn't. The number doesn't really matter, does it? It's if you you, you feed off that that kind of event style ministry, yeah. and and then yeah. suddenly like, I, I remember the the week, uh, or the, well, it's like the couple of weeks leading up to us going into the first lockdown, and I I sat and watched my diary just completely empty of everything. It was like watching your bank account just go overnight, and it was it was traumatic. It was really traumatic, yes, you know, and, yeah. and it's never going back. It's never going back to that. I was doing 25, 30,000 uh, miles a year in my car. Oh, yeah, It was where this, this is the key. And, and this is really interesting. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So I was in the car for that length of time. That was where I did all my God space time. I like yeah. literally I'd have a CD in the car. I'd listen to, to the Bible I talk to Jesus as I'm driving and suddenly I'm not in the car anymore. And suddenly I've got to rework out how I do my relationship with God. It was like almost like the whole thing needed to be rethought through. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Total sense. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, just picking up on, on your earlier point, just quickly, in, in terms of the church, I think, I think that has been one of the positives is that where perhaps before the emphasis is bring people into the building and we'll tell you about Jesus. And I think now it's, I think it's in a, yeah, I think possibly, I think it's more kind of more balanced in a, in a healthy way that we're kind of getting the message out to where people are at. And I think that's something that I think the church has needed to, to do more of, or I want, I've wanted to see more of it anyway. Mm. Um, so I think that is a kind of positive that's come out of this time is that we're not just kind of sharing it with, with closed, closed doors in a building, um, but that we're kind of, and it's giving people opportunity to, who are maybe searching to find out more about, you know, what this faith stuff's about with, yeah, whilst feeling comfortable in their PJs, kind of, you know, sipping <laughs> a hot chocolate, you know, on their couches, I mean. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, in terms of kind of, yeah, t- time with, time with God, it's, it's not been easy. I think um, I've, I've been through times in, in, you know, in lockdown where it's been abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've just, I've just kind of felt like, I I deserve to kind of almost binge watch Netflix to make me feel better. You know, oh, you don't talk about escapism, that. Don't you? You kind of go next episode. Um, let's just let's just kind of dig into a series just to take our minds off it. So I've definitely been in that space mm. at times. Um, I think similar to you, I'd love listen to a podcast in the car when I'm traveling about, and you just lose that time, don't mm. you? Yeah, um, you do. But I think for me something that's really helped me is, is audible. Um, so listening to books, um, I think has really helped me engage and, um, yeah. And, and it's, it's easy, it's easy listening. I think you can kind of do, you know, maybe, maybe a book or two a week. Um, I think that's something that's really helped me. Um, and I've been trying to dig into the Psalms as well, um, in the mornings. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and, and to kind of try and dissect and digest and just take in a psalm rather than just kind of read through it and concentrate on getting to the end, but to just really try and engage with where the psalmist is um, and to find those moments of this, the psalmist is struggling here, but they, they are justifying that they have trust in God because of who he says he is in scripture. Yeah. And, and I think learning kind of the theology of the Psalms um, in the, in the lament, uh, in the, you know, we're going to put our trust in you in spite of circumstance. I think stuff like that is so rich. um, And I think that's been doing my soul a lot of good. Well, certainly going to do a lot more good than watching the news, isn't it? To be fair. Um, You know, just (laughs) like, (laughs) I can't, I yeah. cannot watch the news for that long anymore. It's it's like they put the number of people who have who've died over this over the whole uh, uh, pandemic, and that number is just. I I don't know whether this says more about me than it does about others, but my soul finds that far too traumatic that 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 number of people has have lost their lives in this, and and I can't I cannot find God easily watching uh 
BBC News or whatever, Sky News, you have to go to the Word of God because that's the only place you can hear. You can't hear his perspective anywhere else, can you? Yeah, and I think I think you're spot on there. I mean, I remember when it was all kind of kicking off. You know, it was it was almost that novelty factor of oh, this is kind of it's weird to say, isn't it? But it was almost kind of quite interesting. Oh, there's a there's a global pandemic and we're kind of involved. This is interesting. Let's put let's put the news on and see what's happening. But I think, I mean, yeah, like Kath and I realized it just wasn't doing us any favors. Um, if we were if we were watching it religiously, so I think now we're in a space where we'd probably pick it up, kind of maybe, maybe three times a week, yeah. um, and you know, kind of watch watch the headlines. But yeah, you're right. It is hard. It's hard to think that you're seeing this daily number go up, and you know, these are actually people's lives that have been lost through this pandemic, and. Um, yeah, it's it's just it doesn't it doesn't bear thinking about. I mean, how you what you what you do with that, isn't it? It's it's almost too much for 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 people to comprehend, isn't it? Um, but I think I think that's where our, our trust has got to be in God. You know, I mean, it's great that the vaccines come out. It does feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel, doesn't it? But I mean, it's felt like we've had a couple of false starts already because. Yeah. You know, I remember just just last summer, Boris saying, oh, yeah, we should be back to normal by Christmas. I mean, you know, that was <laughs> that that didn't kind of pan out the way <laughs> we all expected, did oh, it? No, it didn't, did it? <laughs> Boris Johnson, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's not Let's go there. Um... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's trusting, it's trusting that he kind of, yeah, that 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 he's in charge and um and that he's gonna yeah, he's gonna carry us through it by hook or by crook, and that we put our hope in him rather than um yeah, in, in a specific timescale that the government says or, or whatever. But yeah, it's a challenge though, isn't it, to live that out in reality. It is. And I and I think just I mean, making it just a little bit more positive than all of than, than than all of that stuff. What I have been encouraged by is the way in which God's kingdom goes on. It keeps on. It keeps yeah. on uh, um, growing. And you, yeah, we've talked about the churches and how you know the, the church has gone online. It's done. It's done yeah. amazing stuff. And I think you look back on on what the church has achieved and the change that happened so rapidly. I, I think we'll all we'll just have awe in terms of of what what some people have achieved and then you guys i mean let's let's be fair you know in in the middle of this uh pandemic um you've got cass has has had pile and people um published you're doing the the spoken truth uh stuff the gospel is still getting out there isn't it and it's and and i i love that i love the fact that um in what feels like the the most hopeless time that we've ever known hope has just continued to to be a thread right the way through it yeah i i think i think for sure and i mean i think something that just gets me more excited than than most things is is how we share the story of who god is mm. in light of what's happening 
Um, so I think kind of joining the dots to where people are at and then kind of making that bridge to God is, is something that, um, yeah, I, I'm just really passionate about. And I think, I think because it's felt so hope, hopeless at times and because what people usually put their trust in seems to not be as sturdy as, as they first thought, um, I think there's more people searching and I think there's more people asking questions. And I think where there's more of a realisation from people that, you know, that there is brokenness, I think there's also more openness mm-hmm. for people to listen. Um, and I think that's what I'd love to see. That's what I kind of try and do. Um, and Kath, you know, through our creativity is to try and to point to the hope that's, you know, the everlasting hope that's in Jesus Um but to do it in a way that relates to where people are at um, and to, to speak something into a cultural moment mm. and say, this is where God fits in. Um, I think it is, is a key part of what it's about. And I think my hope and prayer is that even though people are more broken than they ever have, have been, maybe people are more aware of their brokenness yeah. and they were broken before. It's just, but they they're just more aware of it. They can, it's more visible. Um, and then hopefully that means people are more, yeah, just engaged with wanting to find out. So what else is there, you know, in, in our world, where can we find hope? So I think, I think you're right. There is, it's, it's hand in hand. It's similar to what I was saying with the Pontypridd flood, you know, where you saw the brokenness and the despair, but you also saw the good in humanity and mm-hmm. community galvanizing i think i think in this space there's a time for the church to say who's who's your trust in because you know we we've got a higher hope and and he can be your higher hope too um so i think that's that's something i think is is a really positive opportunity so let's be storytellers as as people who follow Jesus and point to the ultimate storyteller. And we always finish a podcast. Uh, there's a bunch of guys out there. They're in the same situation we're in um, and they're facing the same stuff that we're facing. Mm. Uh, what would you say to, um, to guys out there listening to this? What, what hope would you, uh, would you offer to the guys listening? Well, I want to read a, a passage actually, if that's okay. Um, from Hebrews. So, um, yeah, I just think this is, yeah, I, I feel encouraged by this passage and hopefully others do as well. So it's Hebrews 12, uh, verse 1. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look into Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And I think, you know, like running is probably one of the only things we can do with them in it anyway, in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, we do a uh, lot of it, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not that I ever do. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think keep, keep running the race. And I think run the race knowing that, that Jesus has already run it. Um, so as we keep on keeping on, let us do it in his strength, not ours. Let us look to him at how he run the race. Um, let us know that we're not running um, for, 
you know, the, the world record or to, to win the race because we can never do it in our own strength. But he's he's won the medal for us, isn't he? And I think yeah. I think that's the kind of beauty of the gospel. So let's let's kind of run the race in his strength. Let's just keep going day at a time. Um yeah, for for him. Uh, it would be rude not to uh um to ask you about the filming that you've just been doing recently. Yeah, so um yeah, I've been doing um I've been doing some work on looking at the, the story of Easter through the lens of Peter. Um, so it's kind of, it's spoken word, but it's more character-based this time rather than, you know, kind of narrative, performance poetry. It's kind of rooted in Peter's experience. So there's two films. Uh, one is Peter reflecting on um, his denial of Jesus um, outside the, the courtyard when Jesus was standing trial before the crucifixion. And then the other one is, is him reflecting on the resurrection after seeing Jesus and hanging out with him, you know, having a barbecue on a beach. So it's kind of, it's, it's the before and after of the Easter story. Um, cool. And, uh, and yeah, so working on that currently planning to get it out for early March actually for, yeah, for people to watch on YouTube, but also they can, you know, share in churches online as well uh, and use that way. So early March, BibleSociety.org.uk or Spoken-Truth.com is how people can find it. So um, yeah, prayers appreciated for for that landing as well. Brilliant, thank you for sharing that, and uh, thank you for coming on. It's been really Pleasure. good to catch up with you, and uh, let's hope that next time we chat, we can do it in person. That sounds great, man. Can I can I get a fist bump, virtual fist bump? Come on. Oh, look at that. It's, it's loud on Zoom. It's loud on Zoom. Don't tell Drake. It's all right. We're all right. We don't tell Drake for anything up here. <laughs> Bless you, Broad. Great to speak Bless to you. Buddy. Take it Take easy. Care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.